Carlos, I've got a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Your delivery of wine from graze.com. Uh, I don't get it. That's because it's not a joke. Australian wine delivery of... <laughs> That was terrible. Oh, I wrote that. Australian-wide delivery of unbelievable wine at a fraction of the cost, mostly at auction with no reserve. So that isn't the joke. Uh, Not technically, but I tell you what is a joke. The price is compared to Grey's. There you go. Buy the wine, drink the wine at grey's.com. Hello and welcome back to Got Some, and uh, thanks very much for being here. Carlos, my man, how are you? I'm very good, Angus. How are you going? I'm thirsty. Uh, we have <laughs> empty glasses in front of us, but they will be filled with a rosé uh, very soon. But first, um, we want to thank uh, some everyone who's listening, for one, or watching this on uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram, Got Some with captions. But um, do you know much about our Patreon, Carlos? Oh, yeah, I have a brief idea from what you've uh, what explained before. So it's our very dedicated listeners, isn't it? It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's people who want to take a, a deeper dive into the glass. So uh, each episode that we record, including the one you're listening to right now, you see going for about 10 minutes, but really they might go for 20 or 30 minutes because Carlos has so much knowledge to impart, whether it be the winemaker, the varietal, the grape itself. So um, I cut out 10 minutes, but you know it seems a waste to throw away the rest of that information. So if you do want to learn more about this wine, previous episodes, future episodes, uh, we do have a Patreon. The link is in our bio on Instagram if you want to join us there and take a deeper dive. But uh, Carlos, tell us what we're going to be drinking today. So for today, we have uh, rosé from Shadow Fax. Uh, it's called uh, Mino and is uh, rosé from the 2020, uh, the vintage 2020. So yeah, should be quite interesting. Beautiful pinkish label. Wine looks very summery. So I think it's, uh, it's the right time. All right, let's crack this open and try our first rosé on Gotsom. That's right. All right. Cracking sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it, it, it seems it seems less pink in the glass. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of color, isn't it? Yeah, but like, it's, um, it seems like orange to me. It looks like a yeah. weak Aperol spritz. Yeah, like when the ice is melted down on a summer's day after you come back from the toilet. That's right. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. What are we yeah, taking in this first? This color, uh, and I hope everyone can see there back home. I mean, looking at this color, um, it's pretty interesting, right? I mean, one year old, or let's say 2020, so two year old um, rosé right now with, uh, you know, with a little bit of age, if you consider two years old for a rosé, uh, you know, most people will be drinking 2021. Uh, very soon, you know, in a few more months. Oh, you so have you don't really come across aged rosés. It's not the most, not the most typical wine to age because everyone wants them fresh, clean, dry, uh, straight off the, uh, straight off the the tank. So this is going to have no oak on it. Well, interesting enough, from the notes from the producer, there's actually some um, uh, wild ferment in uh, in old French barrel. So it doesn't necessarily have oak influence or oak taste, but there is the influence, which is the micro-oxygenation, you know, as the wine breathes through the oak. And this this may have given this color too. But Angus, shall we uh, approach it from the very beginning? Let's do it, baby. As we want the uh, listeners to do. So appearance. Now, in terms of uh, intensity of the color, pretty intense, Pretty right? intense, yeah. Yeah. So I would say high intensity of color as well. And then the color, you've mentioned it, like that orange. Yeah, I just didn't expect that out of the bottle. And, and even like having the bottle, when it's in the bottle in its larger volume, 
it's not as orange as it is when you pour it into the glass. That's right. That's right. It's actually a beautiful color. Mm. Now, what do we smell? What do you think? I think I smell a peel, like a fruit mm-hmm. peel. Yeah. Well, you've mentioned the uh, you've mentioned the at the very beginning the aperol when it melts. So what is aperol? Orange. Orange. Like I get yeah. orange peel. Yeah, that's, that's right. Z- like a little zest on it. Yeah, I have nothing against that. Truly, uh, is there like any any stone fruit at all? Like like maybe a little bit of like nectarine, mm. like a peach, like that R- orange. Yeah. I don't know whether I see here's the here's the thing about how <laughs> dumb I am and how great this hopefully this podcast will be for my learning is I'm now just going off the color. I may as well be saying I smell carrot at this point because it's orange. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, carrot carrot uh, not I mean, in this. No. no. Yeah, the orange peel I think is very good. Uh, it's a very I think it's a very big feature of the wine, but then yeah, the stone fruit and as you said the peach, I think ripe juicy peach. Yeah. Uh, like literally salivating peach. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And um, you know that those little gums, um, uh, cr- uh, pe- peaches and cream or cream and peaches, are they called? Alan Zolli's shout outs. <laughs> uh, I think also a touch of licorice. You get that? A little bit of... Uh, I don't get that. Not, not a lot. <laughs> don't look to me for confirmation of your nose, <laughs> no, mate. I, I want, <laughs> You're the master sommelier. I'm I want, the dude off the street. I want you to... I want you to, Licorice. I want you to smell that. So, I'm sort of looking for like aniseed like a red, influence. A yeah. little bit, yeah. A little bit uh, red licorice. But I, I think, yeah, that orange is the most important, the, the ripe uh, peach. I'm, don't some. worry. I'm going a bit happy that I got orange peel. I'm satisfied with, you, my, you're good with, with my, that, my nose. Yeah, yeah I'm happy. I, I strongly believe it will be very dry once we try it on a palate. I haven't tried it before. But I have the sense that the ripeness by the color and the nose, it will give a sense of sweetness. Well, let's see. Let's go. Cheers. Shall I try? Cheers. Saud. Saud. <laughs> Your accent is getting uh, better by the, you know, by the podcast each session. Mm. Dry or sweet or anything it's, in between? It's dry, but it's not like super dry. Yeah. That's right. You see, like the color, the aroma profile, the ripeness. We're not going for a rosé that is like tart. We are going for a rosé that is ripe, is warm, is rounder. Uh, and then he has, uh, I agree, he's like, it's not super dry, not bone dry, but it's also not sweet. Acidity. How do you think is acidity? How much mouth watering? Uh, yes. If you want to learn how to assess acidity, make sure you head to the Gotsom Instagram on our reels. There's a great video there. That's right. In between medium and high. That's right. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, well, yeah, uh, medium. I, I would say more medium, actually, than even mm. between medium and high. I think it's medium. Yeah. Body. I work off, you know, what we learned very early on in the podcast is um, going from like that watered olive oil thickness mm-hmm. scale. And I see this as surprisingly around medium for me. Mm, perfect. And for me, this is, I would have... Before opening this bottle, looking at it in the glass, in the bottle, I would have honestly said that it would have been light as of what I expect from the white wines that we've mm. had in the past. Mm. Yeah. But That's no, right. there's, there's, there's a bit of body here. That's right. Yeah. Well, you can see that as well. And we didn't talk about this in the beginning, but, you know, on the appearance. The yeah, the legs. There's quite fast forming legs creating this, this a lot of arches. So, it's either sugar or alcohol, which obviously gives the perception of uh, body in the palate, right? So, and, and then we confirming it on a palate. You said like, it's not super full bodied, but it's also not light. So, yeah, good medium, medium body. Totally agree with that. Love it. 
Now, flavors, I think there's nothing really new on the palate. You see, mm-hmm. uh, actually now bringing the peaches and cream, you see how that now uh, shows more on the palate, I would say, mm-hmm. like with the, with the ripeness, uh, rounded rosé, a lot of flavor, then bringing in the, the orange zest, the ripeness, almost like caramelized orange mm. uh, on a pan, you know. It's talking back to like that uh, episode number technically three, which was the Estonia Pinot Noir, mm. where you talked about those um, really ripe fruits that, mm. that you know, and I, I get the same here. Mm. I don't. There's no underripe fruit here. Yeah, I feel really established. Yeah, like it, it's a it's a peach that you grab that's super orange. You open it up and it's just you know it's so ripe. That's right. I agree. Totally agree. Before we evaluate the wine and distinguish whether it is the best $30 or less or round um, bottle of wine that we can get, what would you pair this with? Oh, look, I uh, talking about the orange, talking about this um, peach, medium acidity. Mm, I, I, like, I like salmon. Uh, and then, you know, you bring the salmon, uh, which is a fat fish. Uh, barbecued salmon, uh, but then you need the freshness because the wine does not have a lot of acidity. The fish is actually quite um, fat. So you want something that is high acidity to kind of balance that out. Um, so as the wine don't have the acidity, as the fish, the salmon do not have the acidity, we got to bring a sauce that is full of uh, full of freshness, full of acidity, whether it's a pickled pickled vegetable salad to bring in that that acidity, that freshness in the palate. I think that's 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 what we could go for. So nice. uh, barbecued salmon and a pickled vegetable salad on the side. Is this the best thirty dollar around bottle of wine? I think rosé. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good, uh, but. Let's see. Let's keep let's keep on searching. The search continues. That's Carlos's nice way of putting it. I have to say I enjoyed this glass so much more than I expected. Mm. This really went beyond my expectations. I'm really happy with this. Nice. Um as far as rosé goes as a person who doesn't drink rosé, if I saw this on a menu by the glass, I would happily buy this by the glass. Beautiful. That is so, fantastic. So, um, shout out to Shadow Facts and what was it Minnow? Uh, Minnow, yeah. Yeah, the Minnow Rosé 2020. Really good example of a rosé and perfect for the summer months. I agree. Next week, the new episodes are released every Friday. And next up, a wins Kunawara 2018 Cab Sav. We're going heavy red. Till the next episode, Carlos. Salud. Salud. If all this talk on this episode about good quality wine has you wanting to wet the whistle, head to graze.com. What's wetting your whistle? Like a referee? You don't know, do you? No. You never heard of wet the whistle? No. no. Uh, what's the whistle equi- is... Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whistle, okay. yeah? Well, what's the equivalent of saying like desperate for a drink in Portuguese? Right. Shall you deceive? Well, that. We can also attest to the Australia-wide delivery of your wine in one piece and always protected. The bottles that we drink on the episode are most likely bought from Grey's and always arrive on time and in great nick. Buy the wine, drink the wine at Grey's.com.